here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.5 FM in Tabazimbi. Rachel Platten fights song here on Life Happens. If you've just joined us, welcome and thank you for tuning in. I'm Nomsam Zuli and at some point or another, we have all dealt with the world's number one silent killer and that's stress. And uh, stress could be as a result of a divorce, unemployment, loss, grief, midlife crisis and any other change, you know, that occurs in, in our lives. And uh, joining us in studio to talk about this is Richard Sutton. He is a health and performance educator and consultant and uh, Richard has advised top athletes, Olympic teams and also international sporting federations and is currently working with the tennis player Maria Sharapova. Well, I was. We've just actually had our, oh. our second child and uh, I had to resign because it was six months abroad, six months here. Yeah. 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 yeah, so a couple of months ago I actually resigned from that position. Um, but it's been the best thing, you know, spending more time with family and just also in engaging in projects here, and that's yeah, been amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Life Happens. Um, you've written the book Stress Code, right? And um, and basically to deal with stress management, and one thing that really caught my eye about the book is that you say it's not about, is one of resilience and not avoidance. That's that's a that's an amazing thing is that the the current narrative is is try and reduce your stress and and if it, there was actually a Yale study a couple of years ago it was actually two years ago and it looked at how many stresses the average person is likely to experience and and their behaviours and and so on and what they found is that the average person in industrialised nations is going to experience between four and five stresses a week irrespective. So when there's a message to avoid stress, it's practically impossible. We mm. can't. And if you look at the definition of stress, you know, basically it's an emotional response to demanding circumstances. We can't remove demanding circumstances. So fundamentally, that avoidance is setting us up for mm. failure. We're talking about stress management today on our Monday Motivation feature. And if you'd like to speak to our guest or need some advice, you can call us on 0891-104-209. I find that there is a lot of uh, confusion between stress, depression, and anxiety. Are you just able to tell us the difference? So, it, it's you know, stress is basically, it underpins mental health issues. Mental health issues are far more complex, but, mm. but certainly... A lot of them have their roots in stress itself. Um, there was a very interesting study, and it was it was a meta-analysis. So it involved 16 studies involving 63,000 people. And it looked at stress in the workplace and possible outcomes in terms of mental health. And what they found was that high-stress environments where there's no control um, within that professional sphere is associated with very high risk of developing depression. And South Africa is really leading the way in depression at the moment. Mm. Previous diagnosis of depression in South Africa is around 25 26%, which is almost higher than anywhere in the world. Wow. And uh, in your book, you also say that short bursts of stress can be good for us. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell us more. So the, the most amazing thing is that we have the stress axes. So what happens is we walk into an environment, or so the environment walks into our lives, and it evokes the fear center of our brain. 
And that then in turn signals the adrenal glands uh, based on top of the kidneys to produce adrenaline. And at the same time, a whole hormonal process is happening that will ultimately release, uh, will manifest in the release of cortisol. Mm-hmm. So now you have these two very powerful hormones in the system. And these hormones collectively make us more energetic. They create super sensors. sensors our eyesight is sharp. Our smell and taste is, is better, et cetera, et cetera. It liberates energy. It provides more oxygen in the brain. It makes us clearer. Mm. We just feel euphoric. We get stronger. So stress in the short term is, has an amazing effect on our bodies. It's there to help us cope and adapt to the challenges that we're confronted with. Mm. When it's sustained and it's in the long term, it becomes very destructive. And that's where the this, this system that used to protect us for thousands of years from hostile environments and, and from big challenges in life, the system that protected us is now becoming the system that is actually killing us. Sure. And one thing that I really, um, I was going through the book that really kind of stressed me is that it can also destabilize our DNA. Absolutely. So the, the most interesting thing, I mean, there's, there's been some very interesting developments in the DNA uh, space in the last couple of years. And what scientists typically measure as a marker for health and a marker for longevity and freedom of disease is a certain segment on our chromosome. It's called a telomere. Mm. And a telomere has to be rebuilt and restructured, you know, throughout the course of our lives in order to maintain cell strength and integrity. And there's an enzyme that's responsible for this. And the problem with stress hormones is they actually corrupt the production of this enzyme that keeps the stability of our DNA intact. And that's why stress can have a, a, a tremendous way. I mean, just to, to go to that point, uh, there was an interesting study, 58 people in the study between the ages of 20 and 50 years old. And they looked at the effects of stress on our genetic material, on, on aging, as, as um, so to say. And what they found was that if, those groups who experienced little stress in their lives and they reported they looked at their cells and their cell age was comparable to their their biological their chronological age so it was chronological age biological age the same when they looked at people who experienced short bursts of stress in their lives also no difference between their biological and their chronological age Mm. but those individuals who reported prolonged periods of stress their biological age was about a decade to two older than their chronological age. Sure. So if you were 40 years old, you were actually 60 mm-hmm. in biological terms. Wow. Okay. And, um, you know, I also read that there are actually different types of, of, of stress um, that one can experience, like your acute, episodic, and chronic as well. Absolutely. Can so, you take us through those Yes, three? yes. So acute stress, there's something called eustress, which is good stress. And we all need that in our lives to, to push ourselves over barriers, to, to accomplish uh, amazing tasks, to be the best version of ourselves. We need stress. We need to feel that adrenaline. We need to feel our palm sweat. We need to feel our heart rate. That's what we need in order to be the best version of ourselves. Hmm. So that's eustress. Provided it's turned off quickly, there's no problem. Then we start entering into the acute stress where this system starts becoming overactivated. Mm-hmm. So the system that really revs us up and makes us the best version of ourselves gets over-revved and it starts becoming quite destructive. And that causes anxiety and it causes a lot of health issues, uh, whether it's heart attacks and strokes. It, it can be very sinister and very severe. Then we've got chronic stress where you've just engaged the stress axis too long, too far. It's an amazingly powerful system, but can only be turned on for short periods of time. The minute we turn it on for protracted periods, some weeks and months on end, it becomes very destructive. It's exhausting. It's damaging. It actually just Mm -hmm. basically wears and tears us down. Mm -hmm. Then we've got 
the worst of the lot. It's, 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 it takes it to the next level of, of chronic stress. It's where stress has been protected for, for years on end. And that's where you see a lot of the major chronic diseases start to manifest and, and take shape. Sure. sure. All right. To our listeners, this is uh, Life Happens here on SAFM. And Richard Sutton, who's written the book, uh, The Stress Code, is joining us in studio. And if you're battling with stress or have any stress-related questions that you want to ask him, Feel free to call us on 0891-104-209. One question that really have not touched on that I would like to ask is, what causes stress? So that's a, that's a great question. And scientists have been trying, for the last 70 years, scientists have been saying, what causes stress in people's lives? And they've been trying to crack this code because stress is, is breaking the world economy. I mean, stress is costing the South African economy over 200 billion rand a year. Mm. Um, and, and most economies are, are very impacted. And there was two studies that really cracked the code on this. And they were, they were collectively known as the Whitehall studies. And it involved 30,000 people over 40 years trying to break this, this, this puzzle, or open this puzzle up. And what they found was four things cause stress in our lives. The first thing is when we don't feel we have control. A lack of control in our lives is when we get stressed the most. And if you think about any event in your life, you just felt that you just don't have a grip on it. The second thing was a lack of support. When we feel isolated, we don't have mutual support. We don't have support from family members, bosses, colleagues, Mm -hmm. co-workers. That's when we become very stressed. The other thing they identified was something called an effort reward imbalance where we put in a lot of effort and we don't feel we're getting rewarded. And reward is not about just financial compensation. It's about appreciation. It's about feeling Mm. appreciated for what we do. It's appreciated for our value in society. The other factor in this effort reward imbalance was prospects going forward. What can I achieve going forward if I put in this effort? And when you don't feel that you're compensated properly, you don't feel that there's any prospects going forward, and you don't feel valued or appreciated, that causes tremendous stress in people's lives. Mm. And the last thing that was identified in this, this landmark and groundbreaking study was something called, well, not something called, it was fairness and justice. When there's environments that lack fairness and justice, they have prejudices, mm. it causes major stress to people. Mm. So those are the four factors. I'll just summarize. It's lack of control, an effort reward imbalance, no support, and injustice or lack of fairness. And can children also get stressed? Children, I think, are a particularly vulnerable group at the moment, terribly vulnerable. If you look at um, childhoods now compared to when I grew up, when you grew up, it's mm. very, very different. Mm. The the expectations are higher. The pace is faster. Technology has changed everything. Um, there are other challenges that exist in today's world that didn't exa- exist then. So children are, are a very fragile subgroup. And one also has to understand that we have the ability to rationalize and we have a certain cognitive yeah. um, deconstruction process. And kids don't have that. They're very emotional and, it, and it's very impactful. And that's why I think the prevalence of childhood or, or Adult diseases are manifesting in children at an alarming rate. And I guess it's also um, frustrating for them because at a certain age, you can't really articulate what's what the problem is. Yeah, Because you don't understand exactly, it. Exactly, you know, exactly, exactly. Let's go through, um, you know, the s- stress management, how we can go about uh, managing stress in different areas of our lives. So... Stress management, you know, when, when I started this journey of this book, and, and this book really took me six years, and I, I, I researched extensively. I must have read 5,000 journal, journal articles, and, sure. 
when I started this journey, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to solve the stress puzzle. I'm going to find the right supplements to take, the right foods to eat, the right exercise to do, the right environments to create. That was my, my motivation. And as I kind of progressed through this journey, I realized that it wasn't about a supplement. It wasn't about the environment. It wasn't about a food. It, it was more powerful than that. It really boils down to it's about you. Because stress is fundamentally your perception of the world around you. Oh. The most powerful tool that we have in terms of stress management is the way we see it. If we see it in a positive context, stress can actually materialize in a positive way. There was a, a very interesting series of studies, and it, it was by a team at Harvard, and they were looking at if you reframe. You say that when I feel stress, oh, my heart rate go, my palms sweat, my, my whole body become excited and exhilarated. That is the moment you can perform. That is the moment you can excel. That's the moment you can move past the barriers that, that are stopping you and holding you back. Mm. And that was the group to, uh, that was the message to several groups of students. And basically throughout three major Harvard studies, what they found was those individuals that had that reframing process where they saw stress as the advantage Yes. as opposed to something that's holding them back. Mm. They excelled in all tasks. Their ability to manage stress was far better. They recovered. Their health was protected. I mean, they, from even getting higher scores at, at Harvard in, in entrance exams, it was the most remarkable thing. So the first step in, in stress management is you have to understand the context. Is Sometimes the stress is, is the opportunity to growth and, and the best your best accomplishments and achievements. Mm -hmm. And um, also, you know, I think sometimes there are those triggers um, as well. You called, I don't think you call it stress uh, triggers. Um, so how do you go about identifying them? So stress triggers, I think it ties back to those four causes. Yes. So the stress triggers will be when you're feeling out of control. control. Mm -hmm. So let's take, let's unpack out of control for a second. When we feel out of control, the best way to remove that feeling is understand that the most likely course of events is this going to be for our benefit, but we have to create control. So whether that control is within the environment we feel out of control, so let's assume that you're working for an organization, there's been major changes in the organizations, you're feeling out of control, you can't do anything about it, but what you can do is you can go back into your personal life and create structure. So that I'm going to exercise from 6 to 7 in the morning. I'm going to eat a little bit better. I'm going to create a better environment. I'm going to spend more time with friends or certainly connect to friends. So you, if you create control in your life, you can mitigate some of the negativity that's going on in, in environments that you can't control. Mm -hmm. um, effort, reward, imbalance. If you feel that you're not being appreciated and not valued in, in your professional environment, try and find value outside of that. Join clubs or teams or mm. social activities where you feel valued, where you become part of a community and valued within that community. And, and essentially the list goes on. If you haven't got support in the professional environment, find support in your personal life or create mm. support in your personal life. And then lastly, fairness and justice. A lot of the time, fairness and justice is a reflection of us. If we just, if we consistent, if we reliable in the way we behave and the way we act, it translates to people's interaction with us. Mm -hmm. And also talking about, I mean, the um, we when we were talking about the kind of um, worst kind of stress, the chronic um, stress. I mean, sometimes you you get people uh, who are in this dire kind of um, environments like poverty and, and, and stuff, because I also believe that can cause, um, you know, deep amount of stress as well. Absolutely. And that's a big issue that South Africa is confronted with mm, at the moment. Mm. So, I mean, if you look at our unemployment rates, official, unofficial, I mean, at least 6.2 million people. In terms of, of 
the development of mental health issues and health issues um, and premature mortality, the statistics are frightening. Mm. Um, if you look at someone who's just been retrenched, um, their risk of developing mental health issues in the coming year goes up by 80%. They miss the risk of developing physical health issues goes up by 50 to 100 percent in the coming year and the risk of dying prematurely is ex- accelerated quite quite profoundly and that's something that we're confronted with and mm. that we really have to i mean that's it's, i think it's south africa's number one priority is is to create this this redistribution of wealth so that we don't have this 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 poverty crisis that we're confronted mm. with i mean everyone has to play a part in in rebuilding the nation that that is afflicted to this degree. Yeah, and in terms of self-care, um, you know, making that a priority, how important is that? Because I think a lot of the times, more especially if you're a parent, uh, mothers, more especially, you find that you are taking care of other people, and you tend to neglect yourself. So the most interesting thing about care for people, you know, I, I mentioned you you asked me what can you do for stress and. Mm. And I really only got to one point, and that was change your mindset in terms of seeing stress as an opportunity to be the best version of yourself. But there's another big feature, and that is how we behave when we are in crisis. Mm. So what typically happens is we get stressed. What do we do? We go introvert. We hide in a corner. We we kind of become very solitary. And when we feel strong enough, we re-enter our lives, so to speak. This being said, it's the worst thing that we can do because – if we connect to people during a crisis, we actually shift our behavior as, as to a behavioral state where we galvanize, we connect, we reach out, we share mm. our experience mm. with people. From a biological standpoint, we change our hormonal profiles. We start releasing a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is anti-venom. All the negative effects of the adrenaline and the cortisol I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. these stress hormones that can be destructive in the long term, oxytocin can neutralize, can completely mitigate all those negative and, and detrimental effects. The thing is about releasing oxytocin is that the more you care for people, more oxytocin you relieve. You release mm-hmm. the more anti venom to stress you actually have. It's the most amazing thing. The okay. more you care, the more protection you have from stress. Mm. So, even though we feel tired and we're exhausted, the most yeah. interesting thing I'm just going to bring a, a study into this briefly. There was a study, five year period of time, thousand people in the study, just under a thousand people, looking at people who were caregivers who tangibly gave their time, time to, to other people, people, looking after other people, and non caregivers. And what they did was every year reported how much stress they had at the end of the five years. They kind of worked out what was health, how much stress they had, what the risks of dying, what the risks of developing diseases in both groups. Now, theoretically, the more we care for people, the more time we're spending on other people, the less on ourselves, and the more at risk we would be, theoretically. Wow. The most interesting thing is that in the study, it was those individuals who did not care for people tangibly. Within that five-year period, if they had a lot of stress in their lives, their risk of dying prematurely was 30% higher. 30% higher risk of dying prematurely in a five-year period if you have a lot of stress. The group that tangibly cared for people on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. they didn't have a 30% risk of dying prematurely. They had a 0% risk of dying prematurely in response to the same stresses as those people who didn't care for people. That is the power of this hormone. And the more we give, the more we care, the more charity we do, the more we have this hormone in our systems and it protects us. It offers us the most incredible opportunity to be the best versions of ourselves with stress, not a factor in our health, mental health or any other 
So there are also yeah, there are also health benefits to actually caring for others. What a revelation! <laughs> what a revelation! This is very very interesting. So Richard Sutton, uh, the there's um, author of the Stress Code, is joining us in studio. And uh, if you have any questions, um, the line that we're using today is oh eight nine one one zero four. 209. Let's talk about stress management um, techniques and strategies that we can apply in our daily lives. Yes, mm. yes. Okay, so the, the, first, the first two things which, which we covered today is, is change your perception. See, when you feel the visceral signs of stress, the heart rate, the blood pressure, the, the palm sweating, it's not a bad thing. It's your opportunity to thrive, excel, succeed. Mm. Just learn how to turn it off. And that's what I'm going to get to. The second thing is change your behavior. Don't go sit in a corner. Don't go introvert. Don't try and take it on all yourself. Reach out. Connect to people you feel you trust. The third thing is you have to learn how to shut stress down. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because what's happening in society today is we get stressed in the morning. We get stressed at lunchtime. We get stressed in the evening. We get stressed the next day. And it's just relentless. Awesome. So we're turning on this, this axis that is great when it's sporadic but is du- absolutely destructive when it's consistent and things that can shut down stress are are breathing exercise just slowing your breathing down simply to five to six breaths per minute for a period of five to 12 minutes will shut the stress axis down Mm. don't need any money for it all you need to do is lie on your back on your bed and And slow your breathing down Mm. it activates something called the vagus nerve which we won't get into today but it's a very powerful system of the body But you can also shut down stress through other activities, going for a swim. We always feel much more invigorated after we swim, and that's reason it causes a tremendous amount of biological stability. Things like yoga, meditation, um, acupuncture, massage, reflexology, these are all effective tools and channels by which we can shut down the stress axes. Mm. But the last thing, and, and one of the most important things to, to realize is that the negative effects of stress normally set in when the stress has passed. That's when we start feeling emotionally vulnerable, physically vulnerable, even cognitively, we feel there's been a decline. Mm. And this period is where you've got to start the rebuilding process. So the things that you do in your life have to be pro-lifestyle. You've got to start eating better, less Mm. sugar, less saturated fats, less animal proteins. You've got to start possibly even taking supplements, you know, omega-3 fatty acids, uh, curcumin, things that, that offer the potential for our bodies to rebuild and repair. It's all in, it's all in the book. Mm-hmm. Also, exercise activities. Certain types of exercise will rebuild the brain. Certain types of exercise will rebuild the brain and the body. Um, and they can be effectively integrated. Getting outside for 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. a day. Getting the some w- sun. Exactly. Yeah. Will, will change your genetic transcription, your genetic profile that positively influences your immune system, poly- positively influences your homo- hormonal system in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. Mm-hmm. So there's all these factors, where it be exercise-induced environmental, supplementational, or alternatively even just change of diet mm-hmm. that can help you rebuild and repair from the damage that's been done. And one thing that we always struggle with in life is we all have a lot of responsibility. I mean, looking at one person, they be a mother, businesswoman, and, you know, doing a whole lot of responsibilities. And I feel sometimes, um, the as you, 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 you said, that when you feel like you don't have control of the situation, um, that can cause stress. And how do we go about 
balancing our different roles in life. So that's becoming increasingly more challenging. And I think mm-hmm. we, we're all experiencing that. In fact, there's been a series of studies stating that in the last five years, almost 50% of the world's population in industrialized nations are reporting more stress now than ever before in history. And it's not the toughest point in human history. If you look mm-hmm. at, you know, we, there's no major world wars. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. one of the more peaceful times in, in human history, yet people are complaining more stress. And I think it's because of these competing demands. When you've got conflict in your personal life and your professional life where you feel that you've got to be at home, you've got to be at work, you've got to, and it happens especially to mothers where you've got this, this overwhelming, like, this 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 complete mm. it's like you're carrying the whole world on your exactly, shoulders exactly yeah. you know are you a good enough mother are you a good enough uh, professional and it's this this conflict that that you're confronted with According to, there was an amazing Harvard um, study, and it actually was a meta-analysis, 228 studies, looking at the implications of this type of thing. Mm. And what they found is when you're so conflicted in your life, it increases the risk of developing mental health issues to the extent of 160% higher risk and physical health issues about 90% higher risk. So it is tremendously impactful. This being said, when we have high demands... I've never seen a study that says that high demands cause negative health outcomes. Mm. High demands don't cause health problems. They don't cause stress even. They make us tired. Oh. High demands with no control mm. is is the catalyst to stress, to negative health outcomes. So my advice is that if you have got a lot on your plate, compartmentalize them, structure, as much structure as you can create, and that will create more of a sense of control. And when you've got control, high demands don't make you sick. And I also guess it's about prioritizing um, in terms of how much time are you going to, you know. Allocate uh, to any activity. Allocate, yeah, yeah. And that's that's what it's about, is yeah. this uh, this allocation. And, and a lot of people do it very, very well. It's this they create these microstructures and the microstructures create a sense of control and that sense of control takes the stress element out of it doesn't take the demand element out of it but the stress element out of it sure what an enlightening uh, discussion richard thank you so much for joining us so that's richard sutton who's the author of the book stress code and how can we get hold of your book so it's everywhere at the moment um it's all the exclusive books readers warehouse uh, online platforms so I'm pleased to say that it's, it's fully available. Thanks to Pan Macmillan. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much for joining us. I've been um, more especially, I mean, the fact that the more you give of yourself really reduces your stress levels. And uh, that's quite insightful for me and quite I, a revelation. I don't think it re- reduces your stress levels. Mm-hmm. It makes you bulletproof. Bulletproof, yes. Absolutely bulletproof. Wow. Okay, even better. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, exactly. thank you so much for joining us in studio. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. That's Richard Sutton, author of the book, The Stress Code. And of course, it's uh, available at exclusive books and all your major bookstores. So make sure that you get hold of it because we live in such a stressful environment. Hey, I mean, nothing seems to work these days. It's uh, two o'clock and it's time for the news. And Kanye Silamanyoni standing by.